And so we are back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Communicado Oficial. Fonte is back here. We're basically back from a one week break because, like, uh, I guess it was quite hard to record considering all that has happened the last one week in our country, Nigeria, and everything. And yeah, like, we re- did release episode six, it's out on all platforms on YouTube and everything. And we just wanted to shout out that, yeah, we did release episode six and we didn't really speak on, we didn't really like post anything because we we're trying to respect um, what was going on in our home country in Nigeria, the SARS situation. It's not over, but it was quite a difficult situation to get through. So I guess the last week we just, I I personally took, decided to take a break from everything because it was quite hard to like really get into that groove to record and all of that. But yeah, that was what happened. So I apologize for the one week break that we took, but yeah, this week we are back with another episode of Communicado Oficial. We continue to encourage you to um, look up, look us all on all podcast streaming platforms and also our um, YouTube platform as well too, where we post all the visuals from the podcast recording as well too. So yeah, uh, we're back this week with an episode. And yeah, we are here to discuss what happened in the last match day. This, this week that we just finished, I think it's match day seven or eight. I can't quite remember. But yeah, match okay. day seven. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Faye's in the room. Apologies for his camera. His camera is quite iffy right now. So he might be switching off and on. But yeah. Uh, so Faye's in the room this today. Thank you for coming on to the show. No it's just both of us today. So it's the family derby. So today was the family. The, t- the, the today was the family derby, United versus Arsenal, and I guess that's where we're gonna start from today, from the match day seven games, United versus Arsenal. Arsenal won one nil, and yeah, uh, from today's game, I refused to not pick any calls after the match, basically because everyone was quite calling me and all of that, because I was quite like angry, not not. Angry, like I would say, I expected better, but considering the circumstances of the game, like I still felt more could have been done and all of that. But yeah, uh, I'll leave the floor to Fei first of all to express himself and come at me. <laughs> um, first of all, it was a, it was a really, it was a must-win game. I feel like a must-win game for both sides, but more for Arsenal because United still have that game in hand, even though they haven't won as much. They haven't won any game at home in the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a must-win game for Arsenal because that streak of was it 29 games without winning a game to a top six team away needed mm-hmm. to come to an end. And also um, the fact that we, for one reason or the other, we're not able to get the job done against Leicester last season, last week. Sorry, mm-hmm. I think all things put together, it became a very very important game for Arsenal to win because if we lose that game, we could potentially fall six points behind Man United on the table, and our run for the top four have ended as early as this. I'm not saying that will be the end, but it's become a lot more harder. But Focusing on the game itself was a great, great, great performance from the Arsenal lads. To a man, every single person was 
I won't say faultless, but every single person put their shift in, they did their work. I mean, I've been on this show talking about how this Bellerin Montana is happening, and you could see Bellerin was superb today, Tierney as usual, um, my Egyptian Pelu, Mohamed Oneni, um, Lacazette should have scored, 100% should have scored. What the chance? About the one that Lindelof deflected. Oh, okay. Yeah. Should have scored. That's a half chat. That's a, a half chance, basically. But like, definitely, like, he, like I don't consider that a chance. Saka, oh, Saka should have scored. I know. Uh, Saka should have scored, and I just want to shout out Saka. Bro. That boy is a special talent. I feel like he has the world at his um show at his feet right now. I feel like he's doing very well. Such a humble lad with it. He's my star boy, one of the star boy of the Premier League as far as I'm concerned. Um, William done well, Aubameyang done his thing on penalty spot. Leno as well, he was very commanding. His weaknesses in terms of claiming the ball from corners and crosses and whatnot, he did very well today, playing out of the park as well. And then I've not called two people, Gabriel and Thomas Partey. Gabriel might just genuinely be like I've been watching Arsenal since properly since like maybe say 2008 because I probably started in like 2006 but when I started knowing ball was like 2008 and I don't think I've seen a defender like that brings what he does to the table in these early stages I'm not getting ahead of myself I'm saying from what I've seen in these early stages given the fact that he's just 22 and this is just the beginning that he could progress on from here Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen a defender as good as him in the last five to ten years at Arsenal. He he's not one of those defenders that just go to ground recklessly. If he's going to ground, he's coming up with the ball. He there are saves that he should have been sent off, but I don't know about the first yellow card. I don't think the first one was a yellow card. Second one is definitely a yellow, but the first one he got, I don't think is a yellow. And Thomas Party, I mean, that's what you pay the money for. That's it's not all about hype. He came in, he did his thing. I think he had. 11 interception, 11 recoveries, 5 interceptions, 4 tackles. 92% possession, 92% pass possession. 92% pass possession. And he wasn't just Completion. sideways and backwards. He was, was you know, like we like we said the week when we're talking about when he, um, Arsenal signed party, he added a little something else in his ability to, you know, find players moving in from the wide areas, which is why I think Bellerin had a really great game because those mm-hmm. runs into the um, those dangerous runs that he never used to make, he's starting to add that to his game. You can see that he's able to whip in the cross. Now, Bellerin couldn't cross to save his daddy's life before, but now he's putting in some great balls. Aubameyang should have scored the one where Bellerin flashed it across the post. So, mm. you know, I think it was a pretty dominant game from Arsenal from start to finish. I can't remember the time when United had us on the ropes where I was like, oh, we're going to have... All my fear was that we had these chances. We're not going to take them. And United will go on the break and score one, but that didn't work. Rashford, considering the great week he was having, completely nullified today. Bruno Fernandes was not in the game. Um, Fred, after all the talk about Leipzig, comparing him to Thomas Partey and whatnot, completely bodied. Um, I don't know who commit compared Thomas Partey and Fred, but like I don't know why people listen to people that do not have a football opinion. Like yeah. you don't compare Tom, you don't compare Thomas Partey and Fred. You even Dominic, come... Dominic only starts for Man United because he was in the academy. Um, Pogba, I'll let you talk on Pogba. I'll let you. But you know, it was a 
it was a pretty, pretty good performance from Arsenal. I'm super proud of every single one of them. When I saw the lineup, I had no problems with Elneny starting at all because mm-hmm. one thing I noticed is as much as Xhaka is an initiator in terms of in terms of, as much as Xhaka is very important in terms of initiating the attack for Arsenal, we never used to have party. So I feel like our over reliance on Xhaka to initiate the attack has reduced and in recent times, as much as I love Xhaka, you know how much I back him. In recent times he has been a bit careless with the ball, whereas Elneny has shown great strides of improvement. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never used to rate him as much as I do right now. And it's not just based on this performance alone. It was from what I saw in Big League, even though it was against Dundor, from what I saw in community shoot against Liverpool, the game against Fulham, game against West Ham, game against Liverpool in the Premier League as well. I feel like he has made great improvement in his game. And yeah, it was just a really good day to be an Arsenal fan, to be honest with you. I mean, Winning the TL Classical for the two most shameless teams in the and the family W again. Exactly. Doesn't get better than that. Well, today for me, I would say yeah, Arsenal played overall better. But the one thing is that you know me, I'll come for Oli today. I don't think I can come for Oli today because like Oli set up well. I think that was a good formation that he could have set up well, like but he didn't play like the right player. Maybe Matic could have played into do the ball retention and everything. But, you know, before the game started, I actually ra- sat down and wrote like the team setup and everything. And I analyzed it. I was just like, it's hard for me to see United losing. But then I thought Ateta was coming here to sit back, basically not press on the front foot to avoid United uh, going on transition. And I thought that was his game plan, but he he that that was my that was my initial idea. But immediately I saw the front press from the William um Aubameyang, um Lacazette and Saka like that front like there was a way they were pressing and everything. They pressed from the front, and that was a good idea because United don't have people who can pass out from the back that well. If they brought on Matic, Matic would have helped a bit, but he thought that you um um. Only thought it was going to be a physical battle. And I can't blame him because that was a tactical... That I can't blame Oli from the start because, like, that was a tactical... Sweet. That was a tactical thing that no, like, no one really thought was going to come considering yeah. how Arsenal of all of that. And that was it. But he now reacted in the second half to the game. Like, yeah, that first half, Arsenal should have been ahead. But okay. I knew at a point that, okay... It will still require a lot for Arsenal to score. If Arsenal, Arsenal, I just my one was that just right out the first half, and immediately he came on this um, first half. Like I did not want to like scream out or like we're losing and everything, but I just knew in my heart like, just calm down, like just ride out the wave and everything. But first half was bad. Arsenal should have been ahead, arguably through Saka or William hitting the bar and everything. Overall, like yeah, Arsenal won that first half, but that second half, once he changed the game to a four-two-three-one. Pogba in left wing, Bruno through the center, and uh, Greenwood and Rashford up top. That could have happened. That was that the game now became in the balance. So I felt like at that point in time the game became more balanced, but not necessarily in favor of United because it was all Arsenal in the first half, mm-hmm. except that chance for Greenwood mm-hmm. where um, Pogba played in the um, Rashford played in the beautiful pass. Yeah. 
Aside that, it was all off in the first half. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the first half. Like, yeah, I knew the first half. The first half, the first half, like, let, let me continue. The first half, I said, okay, my own point was like, just write it out. Now I want to, second half, I was just like, because me, I like to judge. I didn't want to go with bias of Oli being the bad man, Oli being a bad manager. Today, I thought of it, I was just like, oh, Oli now gave the guys a chance. Like, okay, second half, just guys, just continue to play. Because after the chance, the only other chance that Arsenal had in the second half that, that before the Aubameyang goal was the Aubameyang shot. And that was yeah. a mistake by Fred, which is also the pressing tactic and everything, which I felt like only should have brought out Matic. That's one thing I'm saying. Should have brought out Fred for, for Matic or Matic should have started, arguably. But one thing that now annoyed me was the game was down in the balance. Teams, the team was trying, both teams were trying to find a way because Arsenal had, that, apart from that Aubameyang chant, that was why I would have said Arsenal were, Arsenal were, that second half was more or less balanced. And yeah. the thing with United is that normally we can ride out our luck. We can ride out our luck, can ride out that kind of period and still get a goal or still try and get a goal. So the game in the balance, the power goes to, to that. That was what, that was what, that was what pissed me off that. I, I just, in my head, I was just like, you've ruined the game. Like, there was a chance of United actually getting a game from getting a thing from the game, but you genuinely just ruined the game. Like everything was arguably in the balance at that point. But Pogba came in, put his leg out. With Bellerin going off to the side, you don't do that. You don't yeah. genuinely do that. When, and when I saw Bellerin make the run, I knew it was I, a penalty. I, I genuinely thought it was going to be a penalty because it's not the first time Pogba, Pogba is doing that. In that kind of situation. It's not the first time. He does it every single time. And I'm just like, you don't need to. The play is moving away. You're being rash. Yeah. You, don't need to, you don't need to do anything. Like, the game is already in the balance. And all I just expected him to just like, okay, just hold the ball. Just allow Bellerin is going. You don't need to put in the tackle. You know you're not good with tackles. He hasn't been good with tackles. Yeah, he has been good. To be honest with you, I feel like, I honestly feel like, I understand the frustration with Pogba, but like, I feel like a lot of United fans are just pinning it on him alone. Meanwhile, it was just an off day for the entire team. I don't think... I've, I've watched that game. I'm not cr- trying to crack a joke or something. I genuinely did not see Rashford do anything throughout That's the fine. That's fine. I'm not... I'm, fa- I'm not, I'm not saying... Not, I'm not saying... saying. You already know how bad McDominay is. Fred was not good on the ball. So, like... No, no, no. I'm not pinning... I'm not pinning... The fact that he gave away the penalty. penalty. Because yeah. that's just it. You did not need to do that. You did not need to do that. You already Pogba was having a bad game. You didn't need to do that. Just allow Bellerin. Bellerin was already moving. Like I have to. Like sometimes I think I need to like sit down and have a conversation about Paul Pogba. Like today I'm actually gonna handle the situation because like for me like I've been a Pogba stan since his UV days. I have loved him. I have loved him. I like this is me coming. I'm just like. I can't now. I'm just looking at. It, I'm just like I cannot support you, because you're not helping the situation. Like he wanted to move to Madrid. Madrid didn't, didn't have the money. Corona happened. No one to move. And now I'm just asking. I'm just questioning him right now because I genuinely want to ask you why are you doing this? Like that was not needed. That was the first of all. The penalty was not needed. Then second of all, I'm not confident in Pogba anymore. Like as a as a fan, as a person that watches football, I'm not confident in him. Pogba is 27. 
I know that him coming to Man United was the wrong choice, definitely, because he came into an unstable team and all of that. He expected things to go well. But now, I feel like at the age of 27, you should... I know he wants to leave, but there are some things I expect from you. Like, he's not just doing it anymore. He's not just doing it anymore. Like, I'm... I am... This is me coming from who was that. He's not just doing it anymore. Pogba is at the age that he needs to choose what his best position is. Work on his strengths and weaknesses. Like, to be honest, I was thinking to myself, apart from the attacking attributes, honestly, what I expect Pogba to be is what party is doing, what party did today. Yeah. Pogba is no longer press resistant. Or oh, has he ever, I don't know whether he has ever been... Pre- I think he, has, he was press resistant, was. but, but I don't... I, I don't... I don't know what is going on. Hold on, I'll allow okay. you. I'll just I'll, I'll allow you for a while. Pogba has been. Pre- I don't know what's wrong with him. Press resistant. He can still pick a ball. He can still do all of that. But it's just like, I'm looking. I'm just like, are you declining? Like, are you already declining at this age when you're meant to be at the peak of your powers? Or is it coaching that you need to do? Because honestly, I think it's a personal thing that I used to come to myself and be like, okay, this is my best position. I am going to work on that best position one or two positions, not more because Pogba wants to play middle wing in that, what they call it, in that half space in the 4-3-3 on the left side. They've given you the chance. We're not still seeing that much from you. Like, it's not every time I, I will come on here and blame Oli. I have to start picking people out and say that today, the players let Oli down a bit, if not more. But also, Oli had his grievances because he did not, he, like, he did not expect it but he did react to her. Like, the second half, he did react to her, changing the formation. That's why the 45 to 68 minutes, United were still in the game. Then Pogba gives the penalty. The game was still in the balance because how I expected the game to do now, if Pogba didn't give that penalty, all United needed to do was just get one or two chances on the counter, allow Arsenal to play because in the, eventually, Arsenal's press is going to die. It's, it wasn't going to go for 90 minutes. It wasn't going to go for 90 minutes. All United had to do was right at that period. And they rolled out the first half, all well and good, also, although, although by luck. But that second half, the game was in the, was in the balance. Allow the game to continue to flow. Then you can bring on what do you call it? You can bring on um, Cavani. You can bring on Van de, Van de Beek and all of that. But also, Oli also made the subs late. Like all of those kind of things. That's what also makes me yeah. question Oli. But generally speaking, if. Pogba had kept his legs to himself. If he didn't have to stretch, he would have, that game would have still been in the balance. Highest, a new nil. I, after yeah. that Aubameyang chance, I didn't see any point. He was looking towards a new nil, to be honest. He was looking towards a new nil. I, I thought to myself, we are definitely going to re- It was, in my opinion, if Pogba didn't do that, it was either a new nil or a United win. Or a United win because that was the those last ten minutes, last thirteen, last twenty minutes when Arsenal can no longer press. That's when United can come alive. That's when United can use that period. And that's the thing about having a bad game, but you can still reset and all of that. Right out periods know. where you could, but Pogba just ruined the game, and that was it. And yeah, United, I and I, like, I, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to make two things. Only for the match today. I feel like, if you notice, Bellerin had one of his better games for Arsenal today. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's because he didn't have Rashford to deal with on the wing. So he could just bomb forward every single time. So mm-hmm. I feel like, if I could notice that, like, Oli should be able to notice that and get Cavani on. Because mm-hmm. there was no pressure to win any headers. Because 
obviously Gabriel is very good on the air and yeah. all that, but there was no pressure with any single header mm-hmm. on the Arsenal defense. And if Rashford is quiet up top, and you have the option of bringing on Cavani and throwing Rashford on wing, that would have hurt Arsenal's attack a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. So certain adjustments only that could have made that would have put he made it. He made it, but made it late. Yeah, that would have put the game probably in United's favor, but what might complain? And um, for Paul Pogba, I feel like it's a thing where he's at the age where, I don't know if this sounds stupid, but he's 27, but he still looks like the 23-year-old that needs coaching. I agree. Yeah, he still looks like the 23-year-old that needs coaching because the talent is there for everybody to see. I mean, we know. On eye test, Pogba is probably one of the best footballers in this world. Mm-hmm. But it's just some stupid things that he does. Like the defender is running across you, everybody knows you keep your legs to yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot that he just did that I was just confused about. Like keep it simple. Like I just think like he has almost every he has abilities in himself, but now is the time that in the age, you know how people just know their strengths and weaknesses. Like I always use that person of Ronaldo. Ronaldo yeah. was very, very gifted. But he used this. He harnessed his strengths and weaknesses. Once you get to that age that you know that okay, I cannot be doing too much, you cut down on those things and you choose. You choose what because now it's about him choosing what he's what he wants to do for himself as a player. Because if he wants to go to Madrid, fine, but they're not coming for you. Eduardo Camavinga is there for you. Nobody's gonna come and spend money on you when they can get a Camavinga for about sixty million um, euros or pounds. No one is gonna come from you. I actually highest UV. Juve might, Juve might have might be money struck, but if you want to go, go. But I'm just telling you, like, you're not helping yourself a bit. Like, there's sometimes you have to come to yourself and be like, look at yourself and be like, okay, what is my problem? Because I've been saying this times without number. I've said it to a player players, like, Pogba is at the age he needs to choose what he wants to work on and, and stick to that. That way, because the thing is about being, I can do this, I can do that. No, you have to because you're just, you can be multi talented, but you have to choose your way, your, the one you want to choose, focus on. No more trying to play him as it, he can't play, uh, he can't play as in a pivot two, maybe because of the players he has with middle wing. We're not sure of him now. We tried left wing, it's confusion. Like, he's just a complex player that is confusing to coach at this point now. Like, maybe it's time because I was against Pogba leaving now, but I'm just like, you know what, it's okay if you leave. Highest, I can go and spend money on another midfielder that will probably fit into this thing because at this point now it's just about getting midfielders. There are many other midfielders that are less complex and know their positions, and that's my thing because it's about complexity. Like, he's no longer, I don't know where the pressure stamp Pogba is, I don't know the Pogba that was confident on the ball. Like, the Pogba that I used to know could hold on to the ball, and players would, tr- <laughs> would find it hard to go off the ball. It's just, yeah, it's course. just, it's yeah. just. It's a decline that I'm quite worried about. And you know, everyone, I used to think it was the be- arguably one of the best midfielders that world class in the world class. But someone always told me that he's not just consistent. Because once he's consistent, he'll be world class. Other times, yeah, like he's been slitted unfairly through, through the media and all of that. But at this point, it's time for him to also look at himself. The media were wrong. Graham Sooners and Co were wrong. Most of them in the media were very wrong about him being, being slitted. But at this point, but Pogba has to look at himself. That's my own final opinion. And I feel like pressure is now on Oli because it's so funny how you can have one good week, but there's still pressure on you because, like, you're 15th in the league. 
have the worst every last season was the worst start to the Premier League. Now you're having another worst start to the Premier League again. You're you're, you're under pressure. Pochettino is on Sky Sports tomorrow, so let's see you know, Sky Sports on Monday. <laughs> I won't be surprised if he start analyzing. For Arsenal, that's that's from a sporting is just a breath of fresh air amongst also Arsenal. It just makes me wonder, last day of the window, 45 million pounds and nobody got Nobody it, right? else. You know, for what time, is, for time, I've been shouting. Is, yeah. I remember at this point when I told um, Chelsea fans, I was just like, get Thomas Party, forget Declan Rice. And they're like, oh, Declan Rice knows the Premier League. Bro, football is football anyway. If you know how to play football, you can play football anywhere. Yes, there was times when I saw him lose the ball and he's gone back and won it straight. Bro, his recovery, his recovery is something he's that I. Nice. He's gone back and won it straight away. Straight away. That is something, and he, he, the kind of thing is like in the player like Thomas Partey or mm. in general players like Thomas Partey, they come like very good defensively mm-hmm. or like a little bit of it um, offensively. But he seems to be more a more well-rounded complete. He looks like exactly. If that makes sense, like he doesn't look like as talented as him on the eye, mm-hmm. but he's the kind of person that goes on the pitch, does his job, wins the ball for you, progresses the ball very press resistant. I, I knew he was press resistant, but today just blew my mind. It, it blew my mind, honestly. And I, I expected that's why I expected Pogba to be, it's if not better. Like, I, I've, been, I've known Arsenal have lacked a midfield presence for years, but this guy is just something else, man. This I can't believe it, and I will keep on telling everyone. Don't call Declan Rice in this thing. I said Chelsea fans, I told people, I told them, why are you going for Declan Rice? Thomas Partey is right there for 45 million. Thomas Partey would have taken our United to tattoo challenge level. That, that guy is something. I'm, and I will say that with chest, with my chest. Thomas Partey, I would have and taken... And a right winger. Thomas Partey and a right a winger. A right winger, okay. But like, they, okay, let's say like, okay, a short top four. Thomas Partey would have, Thomas Partey would have given United a short top four. Thomas Partey would have made Chelsea title challengers. Thomas Partey will make City win the league. Thomas Partey will enter into Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Was any team in the world like at this point? Because you can't tell me. And it was because because you have many teams nowadays want to play out of the park. Yeah, you have a player that can offer you that, win you the ball back, initiate. That talks. Forty-five million goals. pounds. Like he's just he, he's just a jack of all trades at this point in time. He didn't and need he to negotiate a, with Atletico. Just paid the forty-five million pounds. Shot on him as well. Like, uh, that was and him and Gabriel as well. I, I, I don't know. I just I just love Gabriel. Agales so was actually great too as well. Too. And, just, and it's not like it's just it was just great today. That is literally how he has been since his first game against Fulham. He should have been sent off though. It's, I, I felt like the first yellow card wasn't warranted. I felt like my team was on crack, it was on meth. I don't know what he But was the second yellow card was definitely the second because... one was a yellow. I don't know what the first one shouldn't have been given. Him and Holding, I don't think Holding deserved that first yellow card as well. I'm quite confused how United didn't attack that chair. Yeah. I don't know. But that Gabriel, he's, he's just, he's, like I said, he's just another breath of fresh air. Because the defensive mediocrity we have had at Arsenal for the past four to six years has it was troubling it was troubling and then to see that we can go to a place like old trafford and shit house a one nil win that's just something that's just next level from us i'm super right. proud of every single one of them all right 
let's go on to the next game. Um, we're going to look at the, um, the Chelsea game. Chelsea won against Burnley. I feel Chelsea are getting back into their stride, keeping clean sheets. Eduardo Mendy is actually looking like a a good coup as well too. Like he has kept four clean sheets in his first four games as well too. And like even again, even the United game too, he played quite well as well too. Like, and yeah, I think they're looking defensively resolute as well too. But you know which you know which Chelsea, I can't really say anything. But overall, like I can say that attacking wise, they're clicking more and more. I feel like attacking wise, the more they play together, they can only get better. Maybe, maybe they might need another coach to, for them to win the Premier League. But because I don't know about Frank Lampard, to be honest with you, it divides opinion amongst a lot of people. Yeah, me yeah. being one of them. But he, he divides he divides the, the opinion amongst different people. Yeah, it was opinion amongst people, especially within Chelsea fan base, within the football fan base in general. I feel like it divides opinion because many people see it as. Oh, he's good enough for this and that. But sometimes some decisions he make, I don't know, maybe it's because he doesn't really have the experience and he would learn on the job. But sometimes as well, he looks very good with some of the things he does. So I feel like he, there's, there's possibly, possibly a chance he can win the title with them. I feel like people are being too harsh on him. Because, I mean, well, everybody's harsh on managers these days because yeah. you know, the only Arteta, Lampard stuff. But I feel like, yes, there's there's a chance that Lampard, but like I questioned decisions like last week where he came to set up to play United that way because he came, he came generally for a draw, like he came generally. I for think a draw. that's why that's one reason why people also question whether he would also be able to win the Premier League. Like, I think it's possible, it's just when he gets. On the, it's just a matter of fact that he's in on the job. So some of the mistakes he makes might be what would cost him his job. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. He was a more experienced manager. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't make those rookie mistakes out mm-hmm. of naivety or something like that. Like coming up to set up a draw against the United team that has been on the real drug season doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Given the fact that he had just spent 200 million. But I just think like, in terms of watching them play football, not defensively, the fluidity of their attack. It's quite beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. Thing to watch. Especially with the likes of Hakim Ziyech. Hakim Ziyech is now into the team and is now creating. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see, I, 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 like I said, if they bought a DM, speaking of even someone we even called on, Ngolo Kante said he came on... Uh, at half time, he came on. Came on. He came, sorry, he played the game as a lone DM. He put in a masterclass as well too. I mean, we've also divided. We also have divided opinion on Kante because I believe, imagine a party staying in that position for a Chelsea team that is attacking like that. Like, see good recovery, someone that. Like, I kept on shouting that Thomas Party is. I would say Chelsea. Will, will, if they bought Thomas Party, I would have said Chelsea will be close to the title. Title. In fact, at this point, they should still be closer to the title. But I, but like buying a good DM would have been very good for them. I don't know why they wanted to declare because maybe English and all of that, but like yeah. it still doesn't make any, it's not a warranty, it's not a guarantee. But yeah, uh, over, over the Burnley game, they played well. Yeah. Overall, yeah, 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 Tiago Silva had a masterclass as well, too. 
so yeah, that's for the Chelsea game. Sorry, we focused mostly on the Arsenal game because like it was mostly the game of the week and all of that. But Chelsea had a good game. It was an easy win. They got the Carrier Ws this week. Uh, the next game we'll focus on is the um, Spurs win. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what to say about Spurs. They seem to be clicking, coming together. Uh, I kind of doubt. Brighton gave them a game. Tariq Lamptey, by the Tariq way. Tariq Lamptey. I, I know you've been screaming his name, too, so I just want to pick you up. Tariq Lamptey. <laughs> Tariq is a baller. Tariq is a baller. Obviously, like, the game was good overall. Like, I felt like, yeah, first of all, the penalty that was given to Harry Kane was not a penalty because Harry Kane keeps backing into someone. Yeah. And, yeah. Power. like, I actually saw it today. I was just like, he keeps on doing this, like, and it's not the first time. You're not meant to, because all you just do is that you, you don't look at the ball, you look at the man. The man is looking at the ball, and referees keep falling for that, but now it has yeah, been highlighted. Like, I think Maguire tried to do the same thing, trying to back into Tierney today to get uh-huh. a penalty. But yeah. he got a awarded against him. I don't know why... Yeah. I don't know how referees keep doing that, but I mean, it is what it is. Like, Hurricane, that foul, that penalty was not a penalty. But, like, I'm, I mean, we never know. English referees are even bad. Even Tariq Lamptey's goal, like, there was a foul on Hoiberg prior to them scoring. Think, I think huh? he got the ball, you know? I don't. He went, he got, what he did was that he put his leg between the ball and the man. So, oh. definitely... So definitely that puts the man on the ground and everything. And Hoiberg was down to the floor. And you know what's so funny? This guy, this referee was five years to the, five or ten years close to the ball, between five and ten years close to the ball. And he still went to the VAR, looked at his mistake from two angles and still awarded a goal. It's, it's, it's a just, um, referee in the Premier League is actually just a jerk right now. It's, it's a comic relief right now. Like, you can what? You can't help a lot. The referees are a joke. They're, they're a complete joke from what I saw. Like, the whole thing was actually, like, the whole thing, uh, all the whole, di- like, the whole situation yeah, with the referee was bad. Why I said Spurs are beginning to click is, um, last year, Spurs, I mean, last year, by last year, I mean last season, and probably earlier this season as well. Yeah. They would look as bad. Not, they didn't, not that they looked very bad today, but they weren't great today. Yep. So, on days when they were not great, they usually ended in defeat. Or draws. Yes. But the fact that they were able to still, you know, grind it out and get... Because it's not always going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to be pretty. So, it's the fact that you're able to grind out a win when it's not pretty, that's what set, when it's not pretty, that's what sets you aside from some yeah. other team. And I feel Which is why like I expected United what, to win today. That's why I felt like... like um, that's why I said Spurs. That's not going to make me forget what Real Antwerp Oh, where they lost to Antwerp as well, too. Yes. Yeah. It's quite weird how they lost to Antwerp, but in all, like, Spurs, my, from my own opinion, like, for most part of the game, Brighton were still in the game. Although they didn't really trouble Loris, but they were still in the game. Like, it was genuine. And... I rate Graham Potter a lot because, like, he's yeah. one of those ones that if they're coaching, you are seeing his work even at young age. Then you don't need like, it's one of those people that if you really give him a big team, he might do well and all of that. But we can see from his groundwork, he's already coaching there. Like, Graham. I don't know. 
set up for he's definitely um, set up for his job like let me not say everything but like one of the more established premier league teams uh-huh. like, you understand what i'm saying not like a brighton like not a proper big team but a bigger team in the premier league big table team yes i don't i don't know what the perfect example is right now because the table is a bit mad right now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so like he's quite like for me. I think Graham Potter was quite is quite a good manager. The way he set up uh, Brighton was quite good. Brighton were always in the game. They were threatening and all of that, but like they didn't really like get to, to the final third. They got to the final third, but they were not like the chances were mostly half chances and all of that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Huh? More paid in players. Oh, no, more paid in players as well, too. And they also, like, Tottenham were really just going for the long balls into, like, the normal car. I mean, I have been calling him over for about two years now. And I think everyone has seen the lights over the past season. But he wasn't in the squad today. He was atrocious at best midweek. Um, do you think he's being, he's being phased out of Spurs? Oh, he absolutely is. Mourinho said it in the... um. In the all or nothing, he said it that clearly you have the ability. Even Sir Alex Ferguson told me to buy you in United, but now, like you're lazy, you're lazy. You, you. In his words, my uh, mind, my words. Sorry, you are fucking lazy. That's what he said on that on that uh on the, in the all or nothing. So like one thing with Mourinho is that when you don't put your head to it, and he said it in the post conference, post conference against um. What's his name? Antwerp. He said it that, oh, when you ask me why I play certain players, you've seen it now. And I remember him saying the exact same thing against United, for United, against Brighton in 2018. So there are certain things. Why are you not playing Lukaku? Why are you not playing this guy? Why are you playing not Lukaku? Why are you, playing, why are you not playing Matic? This is the reason. And, like, for this time, I feel like Deliali isn't helping himself as well. So, like, how bad... How bad is it that he's not playing well? Because this used to be a young player of the year, and you can't tell me that you're just you just pick maybe just management. Honestly, like some people just need management as well, but to be back to their best as well. But yeah, uh, I expect Tottenham. Like for me, Tottenham. Gabriel came on, scored his goal as well to Reguilon. Reguilon is such a top. He's a top left back. Yeah, he's I can't a, he's he's a, a baller. Reguilon is a top left back from what I saw. Like in his Offensively, he's good. I wish he was in United, honestly. Even though the buyback clause is in, in his contract, I genuinely wish he was in United. Yeah, but United will tell us now. I think tell us. No, Reguilon will fit United more than tell that tell us. And Reguilon is a very good left back. Uh, I really did like him at Madrid. Sevilla. Oh, he was at Madrid, but he went alone to Sevilla. Yeah, oh, he was very very good at Madrid. Like he was better than Marcelo. Better than um, who else? I know it was better than Marcelo that season. And when they both fell on Mendy, uh, it looked like it was going to be pissed off. Basically, it was it was a Hakimi for Real Madrid. Yeah. No, I I generally being like I generally believe that Reguilon will be back in Madrid because Marcelo has Marcelo's contract ex- expires in 2022. So within that time, within that within then and now, they have a buyback clause that is uh buyback clause that is eligible for two years so definitely I think he'll be back to Madrid or they will just buy him and resell him for a higher price yeah because that's what's gonna I think I think he's definitely back to Madrid 1000 yeah but yeah uh, I think 
I was I wanted to look at also at Everton. Everton lost to Newcastle again, and now we can say okay, they're back. They're down back to earth because two things: no Hamas Rodriguez and no Richarlison. Hamas in play. Hamas in play. Hamas in play today. So it kind of showed. It kind of showed that okay, Everton aren't ready. Like they are not. They are not generally going to be in the top four or maybe just top six, maybe just challenge for the top six, but I generally saw that, yeah, okay, a Europa League spot, they will make a push, but what I saw today was like, without certain players like, um, oh, even three players, Dinier, Richarlison, and Hammers. Those are three big players, to be fair, like, any team missing three of their key starters so far, uh-huh. to be fair to them, but... True. They still lost last week to Ahmed. Yeah. So, oh, they um, lost against her again last week, who did? Um, I generally can't remember, but I know they lost last week to Southampton, yeah. Southampton. And those Southampton guys are looking really good now. Yeah. I mean, Ralph, 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 Ralph is a good coach as well, too. He's another good manager as well. Yeah. And yeah. looking like better Danny Yings, this Danny Yings, drillings. I have not seen from my. This is something I have not seen. Danny Yings is quality. I don't, I don't know. know. If I'm him, you know, I don't move. If I'm him, I don't move. I don't know where from. No, he's not going to move. He's about to sign a new contract, apparently. Yeah, now. If I'm him, I don't move where He's like, he's becoming a legit gunman. No, got my names. I love him so much. And I remember when someone I remember when someone came on to, onto this podcast and said the Premier League is so poor. How can you be aligned Danny Ings to score against you? I'm just like Danny Ings is quality. Danny Ings is quality. Another thing, remember what we were saying about Ancelotti and this year now. Yeah. This year was with one touch again. One touch again as well, too. And one all touch. about so getting think, getting in front of his Yeah. So I think that's that's how many goals with one touch this season. If he scored eight, I'll say at least six of them are in one touch. Yeah, almost almost half almost half of his goals have been in one oh. touch, if not more. But what I'm saying is that this year again, another goal this week. Um, and like that's one of the major people there, but also because like they missed like three of their major players today. It was quite poor from them. Like they really hardly created Newcastle just caught yeah. them on the counter. There's, there's an then, overly over over there's sorry, there's an overly reliance there's an over reliance on players like Hamas, but Hamas and to refer to them, he's a key part of your team. Like any top team missing a key for Arsenal missing from a spot now just back to square one. Mm-hmm. Um, missing Richarlison as well too because like Richarlison exactly, makes a exactly, lot of difference. He gives the defense a lot of problem with his pressing, his facing behind, his heading ability. That's another complete player as well too, Richarlison. But yeah, they lost to Newcastle two once a day in terms of all of that and. Over time, I still see. I they were they, it, with the players back. I hope Dini because I like watching them. I want to see them. But the next game is against United, and I won't be surprised if a DCL goal comes as well too. Or I don't know. Like for me, I'm not really confident in United at this point now because. No, I feel like um, today's game was just a, It was just one of those days where it's not your game. Like not that. They were they did everything right and mm-hmm. they, not everything went against them. Yeah. It was that they just didn't do anything at all today. Like Bruno didn't turn up, Rashford scored the hat trick in midweek, mm-hmm. didn't turn up, Pogba 
was. I can't lie. I can't lie. The person that United missed today was Anthony Martial. This is where I'm going to say, sorry to come back to United. If Anthony Martial played today, those balls that you hit into someone, because what I would have loved is Anthony Martial on the left, Rashford on the right. Rashford is, Rashford, I begin to see that there can be, there's a possibility of Rashford even playing the right wing right now, like playing Martial, Rash, Martial, Cavani and Rashford in the front three, because Rashford is quite good in that right house space, with his shooting and all of that. And it, it like because you can you can cross as well from that point as well too. So I generally see him being in that point as well. But today Marcel, having Marcel play there, Marcel has good hold up play. Like he's the kind of person you just want to just you can kick the ball into him. He holds the play. You can hold the player back. And knowing that, like him playing against holding, not to like not to like um, no disrespect to holding, but like I still think that that would have been a genuine battle that Marcel might come out on top. Like. Him having that ball, holding, holding oh, back. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. I feel like, I feel like Rob Holden is actually a really good defender. You know? Because sometimes he just, sometimes he has moments, like his dumb moments. But yeah. I've seen this guy go into ferocious battles with the likes of Mane. And, the, I mean, obviously, for the last game, the last two times, Community Shield and Premier League game that we went to, Rob Holden came out on top. So, yeah. But like you said, there's a genuine chance Anthony Marshall brings it 1v1 because today my fear was that holding is always dragged out to the right-hand side. That's your left-hand side. Mm-hmm. And he's always coming out. Mm-hmm. So my fear was that they were going to play in Rashford on the counter. Yeah. But I think I saw a tweet today that said, Oligona, um, you only lose to Oligona Social when you are stupid enough to allow Manchester United to play on the counter. Yeah, and that was, that was, that was just... That was just... That was just because I knew that United had to ride out the game and there were chances of going going to going to play on the counter like towards the end of the game. Because obviously like it would be it would be easier to bypass the press when the players are tired like that. Well I feel like I again I saw improvement in United's team when they were looking for a goal. Like it's just that Arsenal were very, very defensive. Yeah, they were very so a lot of credit with the way yeah. he has transferred our defensive shape in just less than a year. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that as well too. I mean, Harrigan, Gary Neville said some of their defenders are uncoachable or mm-hmm. are uncoachable, sorry. Fair enough, they've got players like they've got players like Gabriel now, but he's done a very, very good job. Just in terms of alone, our defensive shape and organization, in terms yeah. of that alone, he's yeah. done a very good job. Yeah. Uh, I think the last game we'll now look at is the Liverpool game. Liverpool ran out 2-1 winners on the day against... What's the name of that team again? Sorry. Chris Waters' <laughs> yeah. team, Sheffield United. Sorry, I was confusing with Southampton. No, 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 it was Man City that played Sheffield. Liverpool played West Ham. Oh, sorry, my bad. I don't know. I mixed up, but I missed it up. Yeah, it was West Ham. Uh, West Ham missed Antonio on the day. Um... They didn't even start their new signing side, Ben Arama. That's one reason why I watched the game, like, as well, too, because I wanted to see how Moisey was going to do. Yeah, like, I can't believe that, you know, sorry to bring United. United saw side Ben Arama, many players in the championship, and said, I am going to settle for Daniel James. <laughs> I think Ben Rama is legit going to be one of them. The streets will never forget type of players. Yeah, maybe I don't think it was gonna be like a, I. I uh, maybe he might find a big move later in the Premier League, but I 
think it was going to be it's like. It's never going to be this season, though. It was never going to be this season. Yeah. I hope it's I I I I hope it's not gonna be like you know Adel Tarat from QPR. Yeah, QPR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Adel Tarat from QPR and all that. But yeah, for this guy, Ben Hard team, hard team as well too. Yeah. So I generally see like West Ham played on the day. They played good. They were settled and all of that. But they never really got out of that defensive shape. Obviously against Liverpool, you're gonna do that. Liverpool were obviously with the most of the ball. First half they were playing well all of that, then situations happen and Liverpool being Liverpool, they always found a way. They had changes on the bench. Shakira and yeah. Jota came on. Who scored the equaliser again for them? I think it was... Um, it was a Salah penalty. It was a Salah penalty as well too. So, and you know, there are questions of Salah diving as well. So... Yeah, I, I genuinely think um, it was a Masuaku foul. Wider, oh, he's way... Why it's way more open than I thought it was going to be. Yep, absolutely and bigger. That is credit to the injuries Liverpool have faced because now Matip is out, Van Dijk is out, and Thiago Thiago as well is Thiago, out. Thiago as well is out. Mm-hmm. So they're facing they're full of a lot of problems in terms of injury, and I think they go against City next week. Yeah. So but like that's their last game. That's the last game before an international break. So international break, they have another two weeks for the people oh, to get injuries. So like, I feel like that that could injuries could potentially be a big problem for Liverpool yeah, in yeah. because they've not looked the same to be honest. And maybe Absolutely. it's about injuries. Maybe it's about injuries, but I think it goes way beyond that. Like I think I saw you say something about how the mentality to win that first Premier League thirty years, 30 years exactly. Because good, yeah. considering that they considering they kept high levels for three years, the three years they had because I always believe like I don't know I think it's top team usually has three or four years at the top. So I generally feel like there's like so I think it was Pam that said he said what other level could Liverpool reach this year? It's quite hard to see the new level they can reach because they've reached the highest level. They lost the league by 96 points. They won the league by 18 points. They lost the league by uh, 96 points. One point, one point nine, Manchester City won 97. That, they had a high season. They won the Champions League that season as well too. Now they won the Premier League last season. Considering that you've given everything now, you wanted the Premier League so bad, you now have the now won the Premier League. Now 97, you now win the Premier League. You're in your head. You're just like, man, I've done everything I need to do. Exactly. It's, it's just human nature. It's quite hard to and, it's quite hard to switch yeah. on, especially in a season um, where you need mental for mental strength. Another thing is that Liverpool is not doing Liverpool any favors at this point in time in terms of his um output. Like Feminine is always going to be feminine in his high press and all that. But yep. he's not giving them anything striker. in terms of output. He's not giving them anything in terms of output because he had overnight something shots last season mm-hmm. and barely scored at Anfield. He I don't think has he scored this season. Yeah, he has. He scored last week. Oh, that's his first goal last week. Yeah, at Anfield. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like he's not the same player. Salah is Salah. Salah is a good man. Man is mm-hmm. man. But like this, I feel like they just need production from other parts of the midfield because now they they become overly reliant on money and Salah. So what happens if they're not on their day? Firmino, Firmino, Firmino's time is also going back, going down because they would just. I don't want to say going down because. No, it is it's like he's beginning to. Yeah. He's good. He's a, he's a quality player, but let me tell you: once you have a Thiago midfield, once you have a Thiago midfielder, what Fair do you need? Yeah. 
Yeah. They'll just go with Jota. They'll just go with Jota. What do you call it? Jota, yeah. Salah, Mane up top. Yeah. Like it's counter intuitive. It's counter. Like at this point now, like Firmino, even Shakira is coming on on and doing stuff from number ten compared to Firmino. Like, f- like this is not coming, not coming from me. This is coming from Liverpool fans. Firmino's time sure. is is like so. He's, could so it he's be like this, a change of system in Liverpool? Like rather than the change in pressing, they're looking to like control possession more now. No, they would. They will still work out with. Uh, they can still work things out. Basically, from that Firmino role. Like, Ooh, so there's there's really nothing special about that Firmino role. Trust me. Like, uh, Firmino uh, is a creator. He's not the only one that does it the most effectively out of all the like. Like I said, it's meant to be false nine. Yeah. But sometimes he just makes me want to scratch my eyes out. Mm-hmm. And Firmino, when he was, you know, Firmino was yeah. doing was. He was, I mean, he's got a hatchet against Arsenal for crying out loud, too. So, mm-hmm. And he was really good at his role. So, I'm saying, like, and why he was really good at his role? Because he was the person that led the pressing for Liverpool from mm-hmm. the front. Yeah. So, now that they don't need a force nine anymore to drop back, lead the press and all that, could it be that they're just switching roles to actually keep hold of the ball? Because when you're buying a player like that, you're not buying him to press. You're buying him for possession. Yeah, it could you also it could also be that as well too. Like there could be different changes to like it's just yeah. I would say it's I think it just makes them more should I say dynamic or fresh Yeah. And it also put pressure on Firmino to start achieving as well too. Yeah. Because if you know that men like men Tiago Tiago is here, Jota is coming on scoring goals, he has scored goals in his last three games, so there should be no problem. Like he's generally scored three goals in his last three games, and they were last game he was um yesterday he was a winner. He scored in Champions League the same way with Shakiri the reverse pass to Trent that he crossed to Jota in the Champions League. Then last week as well to Jota scores. So to say that like Firmino needs to now know that man, I need to work harder. He needs to work harder. Like he needs to know that that there's now genuine like people on the bench who could change my game. Jota could come in. Jota could start. They can even go 4-2-3-1 if they want to. So, like, there are many, many things that could change in all of that. But he needs to, that. Jefferino needs to know that I need to work hard, genuinely. But overall, Liverpool, I genuinely think, like, there's a drop in mental distance. But I still think they're going to, like, still be up there to win the Premier League as well. As well. Yeah, but overall, like, that performance against West Ham was was good. It was not the best, but it was good. I don't expect them to... I don't, like, with the injuries and everything. It was shout-out to Nat Williams, the centre-back that came in. He played so is well. He played so well. What? Is it, is it a Liverpool centre-back? Yeah, it was a Liverpool centre-back. He played yesterday, Nat oh, Williams. Williams. No, Nico. Nico, Nico is Nico is the right-back. Nat Williams was a centre-back. I think his name is Reese. Huh? No, that's Riz, That's what I'm saying. That's Riz. Not I've forgotten the person. I know it's not. I don't know where his name is. Not Williams or not. I've forgotten his last name. Shot not. Not Phillips. Oh, yeah, okay. not Phillips. Not Phillips is the player. Sorry, my bad. Not Phillips. Not Phillips played so well yesterday. Antonio would have done a lot for Liverpool West Ham yesterday on the counter Antonio because. Ha- Okay. What we can't hear you? I can't hear you. I'm thinking those results for every single team in the Premier League. Yeah, such a menace. 
Yeah, so, Antonio would have done a lot, especially Sebastian Heller wasn't good as well. What? Considering they didn't have Van Dijk as well. Considering they didn't have Van Dijk as well, so it would have done a lot for them, but Antonio wasn't there on today. So I guess that, that that's the game. That's the game where we're playing. And lastly, we just look at City. City played um, a boring, <laughs> boring game. Boring. Sorry, could you hold your mic? We can't hear you. Sorry. Um, I, said, I thought it was a boring game. A really boring game. It was a boring game. Uh, yeah, it was like... I, I would say it was a boring game, but I also say it was like City. City. City is so systematic and everything. Sometimes it's quite hard to watch them, all of that. But like on the overall, like they played well. Ferran Torres moved into the game. Ferran Torres was yeah, quite good. Yeah, he's a baller. He's, he's a, a baller. baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. I, expect, I didn't know he was that good, but he genuinely has good movement. He can play well. Also, shout out to Ruben Diaz. Like, he's looking like a genuine leader. I didn't know that he was that good, honestly. Like, Ruben Diaz looked like a like him on Laporte looked so commanding. Like Ruben Diaz looks like even the leader, like leader like um defender in the uh, in the in City's midfield. Then overall KDB Sterling. What? Yeah, Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, I did the same too. I thought he was just gonna be someone who would come in struggle on that, but Overall, he's been defensively resolute from all the games I've seen. Like the last since his debut, he's been quite good overall. So Arsenal as well. Who? Um, best Arsenal, best defensive record in the Premier League for now. Seven games played, seven goals conceded. Ateta ball in full effect. <laughs> that, that, that's a value. Ateta ball in full effect. It's quite. It's quite. I don't know. I just. Today, I'm just quite out of it because I'm just... Like, the game was just... was not good, but I just expected United... The game was just one that an Arsenal fan would love to watch, but the United fan put me out of my misery. No, I... I Like, you need to understand, I have I, I generally wrote the lineup. I was just like, I had to start looking at 1v1 battles and everything. I expected you know, us... Actually... I expected us I saw, to win that midfield battle. I didn't know that. I just expected you, it. You know, actually, when I saw the team... I had absolutely no problems on any starting because when my friends was messaging me telling me, oh, um, Jaka should have started this and that. So I've watched on any this season and I feel like he has progressed the ball in terms of moving mobility yep. better than Jaka. Yep. Jaka is someone that needs to stop before he passes. Yes. And I, that, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, Jaka, on any more mobile than Xhaka. So when yeah. Xhaka gets the ball on the turn, this and that, I know Ateta has trained him about how to receive the ball, but sometimes in situations where we're playing out from the back and he's unfortunately not facing the other way, he puts us in a lot of trouble because he's looking for a foul because all he does is fall down and hold the ball. So in a situation where ref doesn't call the foul, then we're in big trouble. That's mm-hmm. why I had, and on any Bust the bench with against Dundalk. I know it was just Dundalk, but he bust the midfield. So yeah. when I saw him start, no, I, I at the beginning of the season I said like I watched the first two games, and I was just like I'm impressed with this guy. Like Elneny, yeah. okay, he has a role to play under Ateta, and I was just like even if he didn't buy party, I was like okay, yeah, like he can still play Elneny because Elneny. But my he, most, um, well, I don't, I, I've what I wanted to say. Yes, my biggest problem with the Arsenal team was the front three. I feel like our front three lacks balance. There's no balance in the front three. Mm-hmm. And I think like I said, he's still in the team because we don't have a creator. So 
I thought I still believe this false nine thing mm-hmm. is going to be creative or not. But like there's no balance of fluidity in terms of our front three because I don't mm-hmm. see Obama Yang going to win doing step overs. And William on the right is just he just, sometimes he just I think he should start 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 on the left. Yeah, he should be on the left and with, and, right. term, and if he doesn't want William on the left, I don't mind to be honest with you, I don't mind Rich Nelson being on the left, to be honest. I feel like Rich Nelson is one of the best players at Arsenal in terms of ball retention and 1v1 against the defender. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of the best at Arsenal and getting past this man. But mm-hmm. I understand if Ateta doesn't feel comfortable with starting him there. Yeah. I just think Aubameyang has suffered too much on the left and should be shifted to the centre. All right. All right. All right. I agree. Congratulations to you. Congratulations on winning the family derby. I couldn't show my face a lot at all today because I got like, I was just, I was just angry. I was just, angry. I was, for the first few minutes, I was just angry. I was just like, Pogba, especially because a player that is close to my heart, I'm just like, you are disappointing me. I can't defend you anymore anywhere I go, man. Like, you got to have to jazz up. But Pogba, if you're listening to this, hopefully you are. I believe in you, but jazz up. Get your, get your shit together, brother. Get your shit together. Well, yeah, uh, I guess that concludes the episode. The episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for you for coming onto the show. Congratulations on your win. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Comicado Official. Make sure to check out all our content on all podcast streaming platforms, as well as our visuals on YouTube. Sorry again, we apologize for the visuals for Fei today. His camera wasn't working. If you saw it at the beginning, and uh, yeah, be yeah, it would definitely be better next week. And uh, yeah, um, make sure to subscribe on uh, YouTube to our YouTube channel. Make sure to um, check out our all podcast streaming platforms. Rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave comments everywhere. Let's discuss. Let's talk. And make sure to check out our Twitter, Twitter, uh, our Twitter as well too. Our Instagram. What do you say? Suggest topics you want to be discussed as well. Yeah, let's start dropping topics and let's get moving. Let's get let's get talking. See you guys next week. We out. Bye.